Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brooklet Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games for beautifully crafted content that provokes creative problem-solving and dramatic scenarios. Brooklyngames.com, find zines and more, patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my guest today, Jeremy Farkas, the author and creator of Swords and Chaos. Welcome. Yes. Hello. It's good to be here. It's good to How have you. Doing, you? Logar? I, good. Thank you. So I, I've got a question real quick. Yeah. We're talking about Swords and Chaos. And now this is a question that I want to know as someone who backed this book and I'm looking forward to getting it. Mm. Tell me a little bit about the physical printing of the book, what I can expect when it comes in the mail. <laughs> oh, like, oh, <laughs> sure. So um, I actually have a meeting about that next week. They're, they're all printed. They're sitting in a warehouse in uh, Missouri right now. Mm, I lived in Missouri for eight years. <laughs> I'm waiting my turn in line. Um, they turned out really, really nice. They're these beautiful hardback books, 380 pages. What's the style of binding on it? I'm curious. Uh, saddle stitch. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and how many? You said 380? 380 pages. Oh, that's going to be a nice, beautiful tome. There, yeah, isn't it's it? about an inch show. thick, a little bit a little bit less than that. So what this book that I just randomly popped up, what's it going to be printed like for everybody? I don't know if everybody knows what it is. It's called Swords and Chaos. Can you tell them what that game is? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. The people who have played it, thus far have described it as if castles and crusades and dungeon crawl classics had a bastard child <laughs> and that child just was obsessed with hyperborea and like conan movies and Excellent. elric and stuff like that <laughs> and i think that's a pretty apt description it uses the siege engine so if you're at all familiar with castles and crusades it's uh, a very very easy game to learn and run like dungeon crawl classics you cap out at 10 levels uh, but unlike dungeon crawl classics you're a lot stouter at first level because i intentionally wanted characters to be a little bit more badass at the beginning and yeah. you, you taper off fairly quickly you don't become very insanely superhumanly powerful i like that <laughs> but, the, but the monsters some some of those monsters are very horrific i don't know how clearly i, I make i convey this in the writing of the book it's actually a point of concern <laughs> when you run the game don't fight a lot of monsters <laughs> you're mostly fighting other people and animals the monsters are like once a session you come across the monster you know because i had some people who were playing it and they wrote to me and they're like this game is really hard and i was like well <laughs> you're fighting nothing but monsters all the time and they're like four times as strong as you and you look at them and they drive you insane and it's it's a bad deal but yeah it's been a passion project of mine for about uh, over two years now and it's we're finally reaching the end finally that's and, a, that's gotta be exciting getting to very that exciting. point <laughs> very how exciting. does that feel <laughs> it was awesome i went downstairs a few weeks ago um to my front door and it was just covered in boxes i, I was like oh my god all these huge boxes are here and I, I lugged them upstairs opened them up and they were full of books now these aren't the books that i'm shipping out i was shipped 100 copies just for me to do whatever with but that was really cool i'm gonna be I don't know what the fate of those books will be. I'll probably be taking them with me to GaryCon this year. 
Oh, nice. Um, so that'll be cool. So running if you're some... going to GaryCon, listen yep. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be running some games. I'm going to be running some Swords and Chaos, some Castles and Crusades. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Excellent, excellent. So tell everybody what the 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 premise of the game is. That it's essentially um, how do I say that? It uses the siege engine, which was mm-hmm. what castles. That's why we're bringing up castles and crusades. Yeah. So it's like, so like as an open game license, like some games, I don't want to say clones of. It's not a clone of C and C. It uses the no. Same it's different system. in a lot of ways. So it uses that siege engine check mechanic as yes. a part of it. Yes, and if you if you're unfamiliar with the siege engine, basically how it works is that with your list of attributes. Uh, depending on your class, your attributes are either primary or secondary. If your attribute is primary, that means you're good at it. So when you roll your die, you add your level and your modifier, you only need to beat a 12. And that's fairly easy to do. If it's a secondary, you got to beat an 18. So it's statistically much more difficult to beat. And that's it. You now know how to play Castles that, and Crusades. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my Saturday night game. That's yeah, that's, that's essentially the, the, the what you got to know to play. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do your saving throws. That's the only thing that isn't how you do is your attack rolls, but that's just beating it's, an AC. All it is is the is the what what is it called? The like the the D20 era 3rd edition 5th yeah. edition rollover DC check only you're not mm-hmm. doing it with a uh, a skill per se, you're doing it usually with the attributes, right. attribute base. So it makes it a, a lot easier, a lot less bookkeeping, a lot less mm-hmm. to keep on your sheet and stuff like that. It's just you assume whatever task you're doing is related to one of the six basic attributes. You assign it and you say, check that attribute. And if it's prime, like humans, I know that. Uh, and and no, so this, I'm not sure how this works in Swords and Chaos. Yeah, but I know that in castles and crusades, humans get three prime attributes because humans don't get any kind of night vision or anything mm-hmm. like that. So they kind of balance it out that way. Yeah, so uh, you're only playing humans in castles and crus- or swords and chaos. It's a very like Earth-like setting in that way. Yes, and we kept the everybody gets three prime attributes. We added okay. a four. We added a seventh attribute though, so that kind of stretches things a little bit. We added Ooh. luck as an attribute. Tell us about the luck attribute that's been added to it. <laughs> I didn't even consciously realize that this was a thing. Um, some part of my brain must have been thinking about other games while I was doing this, but <laughs> it's very similar to the attribute is luck, as I said. Um, and it works a lot like the Dungeon Crawl Classics version of luck, where it's like an attribute that you can sacrifice points of to give you successes in things. So it's like, oh, I failed. Uh, this role you sacrifice a point of luck and increase another role by a like amount Mm -hmm. and you regain a point of luck you know every night and i just thought that it'd be cool if the if the characters had some kind of resource that they could just like kind of have in reserve because characters in sword and sorcery literature and media are always doing these amazing things but they're always like kind of still within the realm of i could see they were just lucky yeah. It was a, that was a lucky thing. <laughs> I went and I consciously sought to remove as much bookkeeping as possible. There's a lot of there's a lot of like modifiers floating around in Castles and Crusades, where you get like a yes. plus one here, or minus two there, and most of those I turned into advantages and disadvantages, mm-hmm. as you would see from Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, which is where you roll two d20s and you either take the higher or the lower value. So instead of having to calculate something, you're just picking up two of the dice and choosing a roll accordingly. What's really cool is that you can have multiple advantages and disadvantages fighting against each other. So 
an advantage and a disadvantage will cancel each other out. But if you get two advantages and one disadvantage, you still have one advantage. So what if you get what if you get two advantages and no disadvantages? Are you just rolling three dice? You're rolling three two? dice and choosing the highest. Oh my, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's very helpful. <laughs> So you can really, really stack the deck in your favor. But by that same token, you can be in a whole heap of trouble (laughs) if you're in a bad situation and you don't know what you're doing. There's there's give and take there. So I've got a question about now. Sword and sorcery is I think a lot of folks that listen probably know like what sword and sorcery's type of uh, fantasy is. They're used to. Conan and Robert uh-huh. E. Howard and whatnot and Michael Moorcock, I'm assuming, but I'd, I'd like you to speak for a minute, perhaps talk to us about your influence of sword and sorcery and fantasy and what kind of stuff you're into that that got you into going taking the game this direction as opposed yeah. to, you know, the basic D&D direction where you got elves and dwarves and everything oh, else. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. So in the Kickstarter pitch, I cited three authors primarily mm-hmm. in in the the aesthetic and design of the world and the and the feel of the game that I was creating. Uh, those were Robert E. Howard, of course, who is you know the name that yes. everyone associates with the genre. <laughs> Carl Edward Wagner, who is a lesser known figure, but who I believe is criminally underread, who wrote his Kane novels. I'm not as familiar, so you, you, uh, go go on. Uh, I'm going to ask you to, to backtrack here and tell me a yeah, little yeah. more. <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, which and those are those feel they're very dark and almost almost gothic. They read like what if Conan was the villain, mm-hmm. but we're still following him. Yes, and we still kind of root for him. And he's like the most evil person possible. <laughs> They're much more psychological and much more dark. Now, what was his name again? Carl Edward Wagner. And then the third author was Charles R. Saunders, who is a, a gentleman who I don't recall if he was a professor of African culture, but he is nonetheless a trailblazer of uh, black literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, he unfortunately passed away in January of last year, 2020, in May of 2020, I'm sorry, not January, but he wrote a series of books um, that focus on a character named Imaro that have a much more African perspective on things. They're they're the baseline for which the the genre term of sword and soul has been coined. The books, some of them are out of print and they're very hard to find, but if you get a chance to read any of them, I highly recommend it because the perspective that it affords reading those books is so different from something that Howard would have written. It completely changed my perspective on fantasy um, because I thought, oh, it's all kind of the same. But comparing like a a story where Conan goes down into Kush or somewhere in the deep South with an Imaro story, they're just light years apart. Like the world that the Amaro stories construct is so it's like middle earth. It's so believable. And it really, really kind of profoundly influenced how I think about fantasy. And I was like, I want to capture how this affected me in the games that I, that I produce, which is why I thought it was so important that I not just include like the little Europe corner. I wanted to go, I wanted to include the whole continent. Well, the whole globe. (laughs) Yeah. The whole globe. I wanted to include as much as I could. You seem to be a big fantasy fan. (laughs) Yes. I'm curious. One last thing I want to know about is 
Where did you like? Where did you get your start in games and fantasy? And how did it get to the point where you were wanting to make your own full game book here? <laughs> well, oh geez, I got my start in fantasy when I got a copy of The Hobbit as a gift, which is often the case, <laughs> I imagine. Back when I was in junior high, yes. And I, I, I over one Christmas and I read it ferociously. And then I got the Lord of the Rings shortly after that. And then um, I branched out and eventually I discovered this Conan character. And I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and then I had some friends who were playing Dungeons and Dragons and I started playing with them. And I don't know how I learned about Appendix N. It's just something that fell into my lap one day. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, I've read some of this stuff. I was probably like 17 at the time. I was like, I'm going to read all of this, even <laughs> though like nine, like 60% of it is out of print. I'm still not, I still have not yet read all of it, but I'm still working on it. And um, have you listened that, to the Appendix N podcast where they've tried to I've read been the on the Appendix, Appendix N podcast. <laughs> oh, have you? I, have I have. that episode. <laughs> it was on a long time ago. Excellent. It was on the, the episode where they talk about the High Crusade. Oh, okay. That's that's one of the podcasts. I like that podcast. I, I, that's a great podcast. <laughs> I love those guys. So you got into you got into playing, and how? Where did that? Where did that spark come? Like, I need to make this game here. <laughs> I've been a writer for ever since I was in you know college. I, I had a mm -hmm. knack for writing fiction. Um, I seem to. I just enjoyed it, and um, the 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 games that I could convince my friends to play didn't satisfy you know what I wanted to get out of a game I just kept tweaking the games that we were playing and eventually I just realized that I'm basically not even playing Dungeons and Dragons anymore <laughs> I've changed it so much yeah I had this this quaint little idea that I would put out like a 70 page booklet mm -hmm. a little itty bitty thing yeah. you know of just like house rules for something or like a setting after two years and the whole thing just blowing way out of proportion, I have an almost 400 page book that's <laughs> gotten away from me in a lot of ways, but it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. There's some things I would have done different, differently <laughs> along the way. Um, but I, I did not set out intending to write a book. I just, I started writing one day and, and I didn't have an editor. <laughs> so I just kept writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. Excellent. And I was like, Oh, I have way too much. We're about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they're, well, is there a place that they'll be able to pick up a copy online and where they can find you on the internet and all that stuff? Yeah. So you can pick up a copy right now at blackspirefantasy.com. Blackspirefantasy.com. Um, you can get the PDF there. Um, and you can also order the physical book, although those will not be shipped out until backers have received their copies. So that may be about a month until that ships. And then you can also follow us on our Facebook page, uh, Black Spire Fantasy. Um, that's where we post our regular updates. And you can also, I think you can still follow us on um, our Kickstarter page because we still post there regularly as well. I don't know okay. if you can follow something after it's been Yeah, funded. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to do that. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, that's that's where we do most of our things is those those Excellent. places. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been good getting a chance to talk. Yeah, this has been great. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok now at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon and we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wildlies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.